There's no other place that I would rather be than right here, right now. This Easter Triduum, it's like time disappears and all that matters for you and I in these next few days is the one thing that really matters is to celebrate with the deepest gratitude, with a heartfelt joy, these events that have brought about our eternal salvation. There is absolutely nothing that is more important than this. And in one of the Gospels, I'm often reminded of those words of Jesus when he says, about this night and he's talking to his disciples and he says how much I have longed to celebrate this Passover with you to know what a blessing and a delight your presence and my presence is here tonight to Jesus as we celebrate tonight that first Passover, that event over 2,000 years ago with the Lord, how deeply I have longed to celebrate this Passover with you. And so being here tonight, we are responding, each of us, to a desire that is very deep, in God's heart. He is so glad to be with us tonight and to celebrate anew these events that we celebrate in these next few days. Let us together pray for the grace of the Holy Spirit to understand more deeply how this Passover is connected to the washing of feet. Jesus fulfills the Passover that God initiated at the time of Moses. When the Israelites were spared from the angel of death because of the blood of the lambs that were sacrificed that were put on the doorposts of their dwellings which initiated this exodus of freedom out of Egypt, out from under Pharaoh's power to a land of promise and freedom. Jesus fulfills that in this Passover when out of love for you and I, a love that is to the end, he, pass over, he passes over to his Father through his death, resurrection, and ascension. And by the blood that he sheds on the cross, by which we are cleansed, we are delivered from death. And because of Jesus, we can pass from death to life, we are delivered from slavery to sin and from the power of Satan over our lives. 
This is what we celebrate. But how is this related to the washing of the feet that we will witness here tonight in a moment? We know that it is not just a physical cleansing as Jesus indicates by his words. You are all clean, but not all of you. And he was referring to Judas. Judas had his feet washed, just like the other disciples, but his heart was not cleansed. This washing of the feet refers to another cleansing. When the disciples encountered the Lord and began to take in his words, they were cleansed by the words that they were hearing that they took into themselves and began to live. That's why Jesus said in the same gospel, you are clean by reason of the word that I have spoken to you. All except Judas. Judas did not receive that word which had the power to transform him, to cleanse him, and to purify his heart from the greed that led him to betray the Lord. But even though the disciples were cleansed by this word that they were receiving daily from Jesus, there are, like you and I, after our baptism, after that major cleansing from sin, there are the daily faults and sins that we commit after baptism. Like the dust on our feet that needs to be continually washed away. Jesus, when he said to Peter, you must forgive 70 times 7, he was living that toward his disciples. Daily, Jesus was forgiving those imperfect men, those weak men, forgiving them of their daily sins, their faults and their weaknesses that they were committing, their bickering with one another, their arguing about who's the greatest more than once. Daily, Jesus was washing their feet and cleansing them of these daily sins that they fall into. Twelve members of our community will be coming up here in a moment to have their feet washed. And at that moment, Deacon Tim and I are going to be like a sacrament of Christ, which is going to be a reminder to all of us because these 12 members of the parish are going to stand in for everyone else that is here. But as Deacon Tim and I wash the feet, we are going to remember, all of us, that Jesus has washed us in his blood. After Peter denied Jesus three times, and he experienced the mercy of God forgiving his sins, cleansing his heart. 
He now understood the washing of the feet in its most profound sense that Jesus would fulfill on the cross by which all his sins would be washed away by the blood of the Lamb. So when Deacon Tim and I wash the feet of the parishioners that come forward, it is a reminder of the time that we, all the times we have been washed by the blood that Jesus has been shed on the cross. But then Jesus says, what I have done to you, you must now do for one another. What does this mean? To wash one another's feet. I lived for six years in a monastery, in a religious community. And three, four times a year, we had what was called the chapter of faults. Kind of an odd name. But we would gather in a room, we would circle the chairs, and we would sit in a circle. And then one by one, we'd all take turns. But each of us would get on our knees in front of all the other brothers. And we would confess all the sins that we have committed that had harmed the life of that community. And maybe, for example, I would confess that I have lacked patience toward many of my brothers between that time and the time previously. Maybe I've been lazy and I have not fulfilled the responsibilities that affect the other brothers in that community and make their life harder. Maybe I have been holding grudges. Maybe I have harmed the property that is a common ownership of that community. It can be any number of things. So each brother, including myself, we would get on our knees and we would confess our sin. And then the others would wash the feet of the brother who's confessing by their free forgiveness of what they've just confessed. And I'll tell you, there were times where you could get really angry at a brother for the constant failures to love in the community. But when you see that brother on his knees, humbly admitting this weakness that he struggles with and asking for forgiveness, it is so hard to stay mad at them. Even though they may fall into the same weakness the next day or a week later, and then again, you'll see them on their knees that the next chapter of faults. This, I believe, is one of the meanings of washing one another's feet that results in a cleansing of sin. I knew a couple that lived this beautifully. I met them when I was at St. John Newman, my first assignment. They had been married for 50 years. And when they told me this, I said, boy, this is great. Congratulations. What's your secret? And the man, the husband turned to me and he said, Father, 
You know, here's one of the things that we've done ever since the first day of our marriage. Every single night before we close our eyes, we turn to each other and we say, Honey, if I have hurt you today in any way, I am truly sorry. Please forgive me. And they would do this every single night. In other words, they would wash each other's feet. They would never let the sun go down on their anger. And they would do this with sincerity. Now my question is this. Why isn't every single couple doing this every single night? Or families, let's say on a Sunday evening, gathering for a special little huddle in one of the bedrooms before retiring for the night. And they have their own chapter of faults, confessing how each of them is harming the life of that family in some way. And to be able to ask for forgiveness and then the rest of the family washing that person's feet by their forgiveness and giving them the gift of a new beginning. Did you know that at the Mass, when we do the long penitential rite, we are enacting a kind of foot washing at this moment? I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned, that I as a priest have failed at times to love you. And I have done that through my fault, sometimes through my very grievous fault, in my thoughts, if ever my thoughts lack charity toward you, in my words, if I have failed to show you love, patience, and compassion by my words, in what I have done, and also in what I have failed to do. It is a moment where I am asking you personally, you are asking me and one another that if I have done anything as your pastor, as your shepherd, if I have failed you in any way, at that moment I not only want to acknowledge that, but I also want to beg for your forgiveness. And together you can wash my feet by not holding me in your heart in anger and bitterness and resentment. But you can, by the grace of God, you can wash my feet with your free personal forgiveness. As God has forgiven you, you can turn around and forgive me. Just as God has forgiven me, so many times, for sins great and small, 
I can turn around and forgive you if ever you have sinned against me. This is what it means, the foot washing. And this brings so much healing to a marriage, to a family, to a friendship, whether they're young or old, to a parish community, when we do not hold grudges, when we do not allow ourselves to be locked up in a prison of hatred, anger, bitterness, resentment, but when we do as Christ has commanded, as I have washed you, as I've shed my blood and forgiven your sins and washed you clean, I want you to wash one another's feet. The daily sins that we commit against each other, that dust on our feet, you can wash my feet and I can wash yours by forgiving one another. Maybe at the sign of peace tonight, you will notice something in your heart that's not quite right with the family member who's next to you. Maybe that'll be a moment of foot washing where you say, honey, I'm sorry about that argument earlier today or about what I said two days ago. Honey, I'm sorry. And then the other one says, I forgive you. A moment of foot washing. My friends, if we live this, it'll make such a difference in our life. This is what made the difference in my own family. We started doing this with each other. At first, it was kind of shocking because we never did it before. <laughs> the humility of God that he would humbly bow down in self-abasement and wash our feet. And he says, will you humble yourself? Will you humble yourself by admitting your faults? And then for the other person, will you humble yourself to forgive? Humility is what we celebrate tonight. And that humility in the heart of Jesus can be given to us to live this mystery that we are now going to witness around this altar tonight. Amen.